Hey, I have a question for you. You know, I always got a question. How can you ensure that your project is on the right path to excellence? Hey, if you stick around, we're going to unpack that. In today's episode, I talk about what is benchmarking in project management. Again, what is benchmarking in project management? I go by the name of ED for you smart and intelligent folks out there. Listen, that just simply means it. I used to have a seven point framework, but now I have an eight point framework because I'm feeling that I want to over deliver and make sure that I provide as much value as possible. Here we go. First point benchmarking defined. What is, let me unpack what benchmarking is. Benchmarking is a systematic process of measuring and comparing project performance processes or outcomes against recognized standards or best practice. Now let's get into the meat of this. Now there's three types of benchmarking. Now there's probably more than that, but these are the three that I unpacked for you guys family. So we got the internal benchmarking, external benchmarking, and my favorite competitive benchmarking. Let's look at each one of these. So internal benchmarking, that is basically the compare comparing aspects of your project with other phases or departments within your organizations. External benchmarking, that is basically evaluating your project against external organizations or industry standards. Sort of if you look at, you remember OPAs and uh, EFFs? Well, you go look that up and you'll be able, not the OPA part, but the EFF. Anyway, I digress. Competitive benchmark, as I told you, this is my favorite. I love to compete in a healthy, non-toxic way. But uh, competitive benchmarking is basically assessing your project against direct competitors in your industry. Let's move on to point number three, my favorite KPIs. You're talking about the keys. I got the keys, not those keys. Uh, this is a professional environment. No, key performance and in, in indicators. That's basically selecting the relevant key uh, KPIs that align with your project goals in the fundamentals of, of benchmarking. You mind if I tell you a story? One of the things that I've noticed in my years of doing this thing we call project management is that we, we create these dashboards because we want to uh, watch this, sell how well or how or how not well our project is actually performing. One of the things is that I, I, I love about dashboards and I hate about dashboards. One thing I like about dashboards is if it's done right, it can truly be a Picasso uh, of painting a picture of what is actually going on. But then the other aspect of it is, is the, uh, I, I say the, the more toxic aspect of where basically you paint a picture of something that you know is not actually happening because number one, either you're afraid to um, change the project color from green to yellow or red because of maybe the impact or what comes with that. And sometimes you start making up stats and you're like, this makes no sense. Like if I read this, does this tell me where we are at in the project? So that's just a special note, family. When you are leading a project, your dashboard should be able to pinpoint exactly where you are in the project. If that does not do that, then you might you may want to uh, find try to find a way to create a different dashboard because it's just like anything. I mean, one of the things that I learned when they were saying about leading a project that somebody should be able to look at your schedule and your plan 
and be able to understand exactly what is going on within the project without without having to look at the dashboard aspect, being able to look at the schedule and be like, oh, it's on time because of the tasks are met. The project plan should be able to articulate where you go, where you're at, uh, or excuse me, where you've been, where you're going, and where you're at. Ooh, I like that. Let's move on to point number four. Data collection, that, that just basically means gathering data on the project performance, processes, and outcomes in the foundation of benchmarking. Point number five, analysis phase. You know, one of the things is when you are uh, collecting data, it really helps you identify the gaps in the areas of improvement. Um, one of the things that I love about during the analyst, uh, analyze phase, or more or less you look at that around monitoring and controlling uh, within the project management phases, is it gives you an opportunity to really truly see how this project is performing uh, based on what you guys thought it was, especially in a waterfall environment because um, you have to go through each of these steps, or, or I should say stages, and sometimes you don't get a chance to know exactly where you are um, until you get to a certain phase versus Scrum. Because I know you guys are going to beat me up. What do you mean you don't know where you're at? No, what I mean versus more of a Scrum framework. A Scrum framework, we may run, you know, a sprint or two or more within a in this time box. So we'll say after the after two weeks, we're going to look at the work that we've done, which is, and then see if, if it made sense or do we need to redirect a and adjust and adapt. So during the analyst phase or analyzing phase of this, it gives you an opportunity to really look at your data points and see what you need to do um, to fix anything that is, is is either falling off, they say falling off the wagon, or basically just uh, you know not align of what you dis, uh, what you guys agreed on from a triple constraint aspect. Uh, if you don't know what the triple constraint is, or how about this, the iron triangle, triangle which is your scope, cost, time, and, and time, and most of all, your quality. Let's move on to point, point number six. Performance targets. See, benchmarking aids in setting achievable, say what? Achievable performance targets. You see, I like to have fun with this because I understand that you're watching these videos and you want to be educated, but yet sometimes you need to be entertained to understand that the importance of benchmarking, though back to the topic of the importance of benchmarking is being able to uh, be able to achieve your performance targets based on best practices. Oh man, I miss best practices. Have you ever led a project and there weren't best practices in, in place like we were just creating them as we were going along. Oh, maybe that wasn't you. Maybe that was one of my projects. No, seriously, family. Being able to set a font. See, best practices, when I look at it, is the foundation. Meaning, hey, do we have a charter? Do we have a do we have a scope outline? And then do we have a, a locked in approved scope that we're not creating scope as we go because this is a predictive or better yet a waterfall type project. So we have to ensure that we are um, protecting that scope because that's one of the things I see in projects that, you know, from gold plating or scope creep, 
any one of those terminologies you want to use. And I've, I've created a video on both of them. But what I'm, what I'm saying, family, is, is that we have to always be sure that we are protecting that iron triangle. And, and, and you know, I want to call it, besides added, besides quality on, the, on, on that iron triangle, I want to add resources. You heard me speak of that before. Because we also got to protect our resources to ensure that we don't have resource constraint. These are, these are just best practices. And as you, as, you <laughs> as you continue to develop as a project manager, if you're not one already, these are the things you, you want to always keep an eye out on for. Your resources is really going to tell you a lot what's going on on the project, meaning are they really committed or are they interested? You know, because I've shared that with you, there's a difference. If not, if you're new, let me unpack that. When you're committed, that means we're all in. You know, it's not like, you know, when you... Uh, get ready if you jump in a pool lake or ocean or whatever uh, uh, you don't you don't just put your big toe in that's just being interested or your foot in that's interested being committed you just jump in and you like oh you feel that 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 coldness hits you but then it just goes away easily so I, I use that analogy to say family is that when we are when we are in um, leading projects is that we have to have best best practice in place that doesn't mean every best practices is going to make sense for that project but at least having a foundation is better than having nothing at all let's move on to point number seven i guess i have to even even expound on that implementation of best practice making sure that you identify strategies and processes that align best with your project i couldn't have said it i couldn't have said it any better myself because i always always push for this family especially with new project managers because they're excited which is awesome I, you know it's, it's it's like that it's like that that feeling of like wow now this is my project you know you you transition either from a project coordinator or um, a business, uh, uh, you know, you used to write uh, a business analyst and all the way to project manager or even programmer. But anyway, that feeling of knowing, hey, we have strategies and processes in place. But even though we have these in place, that doesn't mean that we can't disrupt those uh, processes and strategies in place, but we have to have something. That's why it's important with that project charter of having a clear objective of what the next approach is. Point number eight, listen, you know, if you don't measure, or I should say continuous monitoring, regular monitoring of your project performance against benchmarks ensures that you stay on course. And family, I couldn't leave without adding, a, I'll say a 0.5, 8.5, really adaptation and improvement. Being open to change improvement based on benchmarking results is super essential. I know a lot of people can get stuck in their ways and matter of fact, I'll use a bet I'll use a better terminology. We can get in our own way because well we used we ran this project like this, you know, last year or six months ago. So why can't we use the same approach? Well, there may be different resources in place. There may be the environment may be different. So there's too many factors to always say, oh, well, we're gonna just leverage what we we did last year or last time because it may not work or may not be applicable to the to project that we're leading now. However, there is nothing to say that we can't use what we experience, which is wisdom or your lessons learned, and being able to take bits and pieces to see if it, if it makes sense to be aligned. Hey, family, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. My name is ED. Until next time, you know my slogan, I'm out.